0: welcome to fort mcmurray matters keeping you connected to our community brought to you by cooper and company law firm and fort mcmurray orthodontics on mix 103.7
1: welcome to the show i'm sean crates joined over the phone here with the one the only the mighty the feisty a little bit shysty he is mayor sandy bowman what is going on
0: Good morning, Sean. Uh, I feel like I'm getting introduced to go fight every time you call.
1: <laughs> I Keep you on your toes, you know? That's what we do over here.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, busy council last night, taking a peek at that agenda packet in the coming days. Uh, 666 pages. Needless to say, there are things to talk about. Would you agree?
0: Absolutely, yeah. It was a very busy night. Uh, we were there until after 1130 last night, uh, but... A lot of, uh, of gauges with the community again. Uh, that was the second council meeting now in the last two weeks when it's been a packed house. So it's um, nice to see the community getting out, getting engaged, and having their say in what happens in their community.
1: Yeah, I would 100% think that's uh, just a huge positive and encouraging to see that people care about where they live. Uh, we'll we'll kind of go right off the, the start. I saw that there was a presentation from some school kids, uh, grades 5 and 6 at Greeley Road. What, what were they presenting?
0: Uh, that's a excellent it was an excellent presentation um, that was the grade 6 grade 5 and grade 6 students in Greeley Road school um, I go to a lot of the schools um, during the year Just the school the classrooms ask me to come up and just speak to the kids about um, how this community works and that sort of thing and then the, at Greeley Road this year I went up and um a lot of the kids, each of them, had something they wanted to ask me. Some was, uh, some was actually about snow clearing. Some of the kids asked about different things in the community, about pets and that kind of thing. And a few kids asked about uh, a skate park in Gregoire and why they didn't have one. Um, so I just I told them the process, what, what they had to do if they wanted to get engaged. And um, their teacher, Mr. Yufing, um, did a to the part of his classes, teaching um, both provincial government and municipal government. So use that to uh, get the kids engaged and uh, bring a presentation to council. Uh, very well thought presentation. Uh, the two young gentlemen that presented, uh, very well spoken and uh, really got their point across. Um, and I think most of the kids from that class showed up to the, to the presentation. So it was uh, great to see.
1: Would you encourage like other kind of kids in uh, schools to, to come together to do something like this and get involved?
0: I think the best thing is um, if, even if they request me to come to the class and speak to the kids and I can talk to what's going on in the community and what's kind of in the future plans what we have going on. Um, and then, yeah, definitely get engaged. I mean, we're, we're here, here as a community, as a council. We want to hear ideas from the community, what they want in their community. Um, that includes the young people as well. All right. Very cool.
1: Another presentation of, of sorts, the Transit Master Plan. I'm sure that sounds like a lot.
0: Yeah, no, this has been, um, on the books for a while and we're really working to make it, uh, it's right now, it's just, uh, so we, it's kind of, uh, the key points are we still have the lowest fares of anywhere, I think, in Alberta. Um, but with that, we want to make it, a the most useful plan we can can do to serve our residents um it's taxpayers money to pay for these uh, these buses and the transit systems we'll make sure it's something that includes uh, accessibility for for people who need that there's uh ways to be able to take your children on the bus and that sort of thing um and we want to really want community to get involved so this was just a presentation to kind of give for us to give the administration direction what we want to see coming forward um the plan looks really solid right now and we really want to uh, get the community to get involved in this now. There's uh, we hear a lot from community about the transit, about different boat routes, about uh, accessibility. So the chance to come back to council is April the 25th. So if any residents want to come in and speak on the issues they have with the uh, transit and uh, their opinions and what they'd like to see in their community, this would be your chance to come in. It'll be the April 25th meeting when it's coming back for the public.
1: And who who was giving uh, the the presentation for the the master plan?
0: Administration was yesterday. Yeah. Just, uh, Director keith Smith.
1: Okay, and then just uh, with the community getting involved, um, just essentially like reading over the master plan and, like you said, coming to that next chat and then just providing their feedback on what they see and don't see in it.
0: Yeah, exactly. So if they take the time to go through the master transit plan, it's uh, as you seen the agenda was quite large. So a large portion of that is the master was tra- the master transit plan. But going through that, it's uh, out there for the public to so go through it. Um, and what I suggest is kind of look for portions that really affect you and what affects you in your life. Um, and how you want want to see it uh, evolve. Um, So it's it's an important service that we need in the community, and it's an important service that a lot of people that don't drive or don't have the access to vehicles or just find it uh, better to take a bus and be more environmentally conscious. Um, We want people to be using it. And most of our riders are actually students. So even for students, we have a McCord group that actually, the last McCord group, did some engagements with their schools and what they wanted to see. So we also took that into account as well. And I believe some of those students will be joining us online on the 25th to talk about what they found through talking to their peers at schools.
1: Very cool. All right. Uh, moving along with the agenda here, we have some funding uh, kind of discussion points. Reflections, Lookout Park, and Beacon Hill, we've touched on this in the past. Uh, what was now brought forward this go-around?
0: Um, we, we're, It's a great project, and we're happy to support it, and I think it's really important for our community for a lot of reasons. So um, just looking at the funding, what we've... Uh, added to it. So phase one's been completed already. So what we've done is added $855,000 to complete phase two, um, which includes accessibility. Um, so it'll be parking as well as paved trails to parks that are in the uh, Reflections Lookout for accessibility for our um, challenge residents in the community.
1: And how many stages are there in total for this bad boy?
0: Just two. So this is a lot final stage. So we're looking forward to be completed. Um, and we want to look at this new park also in honors of the families that were, were affected in the wildfires, as well as all the first responders and everyone. It's a great great view from Beacon Hill to overlook the entire city. So we're hoping all the residents of all the community, not just Beacon Hill, but the entire uh, community of Fulham Murray gets a chance to go up and uh, enjoy that park. Mm.
1: And I'm no math major over here. Uh, what, what's the money total for the, the all the stages combined for this
0: project? Um, this stage was 855000 And the first stage, uh, I'm not gonna do the math really quick either, but it's about 2.3 million altogether uh, for the entire park.
1: Uh, And then another funding discussion was the support for, let's start with uh, the former McMurray Heritage Society. What was all brought forward with them?
0: great initiatives um we've seen this year the harry's park and you know, a over the last year just uh explode with uh residents visiting events going on uh supporting local vendors um so what they're bringing out is two more events this year the blueberry fest are bringing that back as well as a uh, christmas in the park um so it's really exciting to see that blueberry festival come back it's something we've had years ago and uh it's been lost due to different reasons in the community but to see that coming back i think it's gonna be a huge uh, a huge event for the community. I think everybody's going to want to get involved.
1: And what kind of funding are they looking for for these events that uh, to get uh, the community um, involved?
0: I think the approved uh, funding was a uh, ninety-two thousand one hundred dollars. I believe was the uh, was the total. Uh, that's a rough guess. I don't have it in front of me right now. Uh, around ninety-one thousand, ninety-two thousand uh, to have these all these events. Um, and they'll also get funding from the, the province as well and tourism to help them out. But uh, all the events we've been having were well-attended, so I think they're going to have a lot of success with these events coming forward. And uh, really thank the Heritage Society board for coming forward, as well as all the work they've been doing in the community.
1: And then also some funding discussions with uh, the Rotary Club. What it was all brought forward there?
0: Yeah, they, uh, they've they had some rough times with the Rotary Club over the last few years. With I think everyone downturn, uh, fires, COVID, and uh, their golf courses Be the first year they're actually open with 18 holes. Um, so just for us, the uh, Rotary Club is a huge part of our community. Uh, they do so much good in the community. And we want to uh, support them uh, when we can um, and just help them invest success as we move forward.
1: And do you have like specific numbers for funding for them?
0: Uh, there's two grants. They'll be getting uh, $500,000 each, and uh, that will help with their, um, the, the, right, getting the 18 holes up and running and get the golf course running for the new year. Um, but we're really important that we're supporting the Rotary Club, and we really appreciate for all the all the work they do in the community. And it's seen everywhere as you turn in, in the community.
1: And then uh, that that two-year project with uh, the backyard hen bylaw that was uh, up for discussion, or what was it up for again this go round?
0: It was mean, just the, so it was a pilot project, uh, very successful pilot project. Uh, so it'll just move forward now that now the b- bylaws is in place. So that has been approved and it's just keeping basically keeping the backyard hens are allowed to be in the municipality. And it's it's a lot it's very common by law across a lot of municipalities in Alberta and um and Canada.
1: Are you planning on having uh any hens, Mr. Mayor Sandy Bowen?
0: I would, but my wife won't let me. So uh no is the answer.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: solid. No, solid. I'll I'll
1: have I'll take yours. I'll have one for you, okay?
0: You, you get, well, you can't sell eggs. Just remind my that. you All can't right. sell chickens. So you can have the chickens, you can have your eggs, but you can't have your chicken. You can't All sell right. your chicken or your eggs.
1: All right. How, <laughs> how do you feel about you calling him uh, Sandy Jr.? You like it or no?
0: Yeah, it sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> as long as I get to meet it and it'll be a herd. There's no roosters.
1: There I'll give him a soul patch and everything. Perfect. <laughs> Oh, and uh, also here, proclamation you made, Transgender Day of uh, Visibility, that's coming up on Friday. What was all just kind of brought forward and discussed and made forward with that?
0: I think it's, a, a, well, it's important to recognize uh, the Transgender Day of Visibility, just it's an uh, it's important part of our community. Uh, it's important that we recognize um, that we're an inclusive, safe community, and we want uh, everyone to feel welcome and be able to be themselves. Uh, that's that's what that's all about, and we thank Pride YMM for all the work, all the work they do in the community. It's well seen and uh, well appreciated.
1: That covers a lot of uh, kind of the things we wanted. I wanted to chat about here. Anything else off the top of your head, Mayor Sandy Bowman, that uh, you want to let everyone know about?
0: Uh, just everyone uh, stay safe in the community. Uh, spring's coming. I know it's. Uh, I don't see it fighting back very hard here for the winter as we wake up to minus twenty-five but uh, days are longer, and uh, spring will be here soon.
1: Right on. Appreciate your words, Mayor Sandy Bowman. I hope you have a good rest of your day here. Wish you all the best, and until next time, thanks for taking the time.
0: Thank you. Have a great day. We're back to Fort McMurray Matters, brought to you by Cooper & Company Law Firm and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7.
1: Welcome to the show. I'm Sean Kreitz, lovely guest in studio here. First time I've had a chance to have this person in studio, the one, the only. It's Rhonda with the Fort McMurray Public School Division. Thank you so much for taking the time and joining me in studio here.
2: Thanks, Sean, for inviting me in.
1: Absolutely. Love to get to know everyone that uh, hops on in here on the program, and so I just want to know uh, your connection to Fort McMurray. Were you born and raised? Did you move here like many of us? Uh, How'd you get here?
2: Well, I was born and raised in Edmonton, and uh, after marrying my husband, I followed him to Fort McMurray, and so this is year 32 for me in Fort McMurray, so this is home. Congratulations! Thirty-two years. We love to see that.
1: We hey. love to see that. And uh, has it always been uh, with the FMPSD for you?
2: Yes, yes. I started teaching prior to moving here, and uh, when I moved here, I started with the public school division and have been with them ever since.
1: Well, congratulations again. Uh, what do you all? What do you all cover within uh, the public school division?
2: Um, well, I'm the supervisor of inclusive education, so I support uh, children with diverse learning needs but within that I also oversee our early learning programs.
1: Very cool, and has it always been that role with you? Or what kind of, how did you get to this role?
2: No, I became a LAC teacher and then moved to division office as coordinator of early learning and now supervisor of inclusive education.
1: Very cool. I was up just to learn the path of people and their stories and everything. Mm. Uh, so how would you define, uh, we got open houses coming up, and we'll touch on that in just a hot second here, but how would you define um, what's, what's being put out there as early learning?
2: Okay, so early learning is early childhood education, and that covers both our ECDP programs, which um, ECDP stands for Early Childhood Development Program. It's our pre-kindergarten program, as well as kindergarten.
1: And then just go in depth a little bit more about, uh, you were saying, ECDP, the pre-kindergarten, what does that all cover?
2: Sure. Um, So, ECDP is a language-enriched, play-based learning environment. So, through play, uh, a child's development skills will grow. So, within that, they learn how to socialize, how to take turns, follow simple directions, and how to solve problems in age-appropriate ways. They hear many stories and they're surrounded by language and this helps build their early literacy skills.
1: What age is usually uh, ECDP?
2: ECDP is for our three and four-year-olds. And what
1: do the days look like roughly? Is it just like a couple hours? Is it a half day? Uh, what does it look like?
2: Uh, both ECDP and kindergarten are half-day programs so it's about three hours. Okay.
1: Um, and it's been so long. What's what's Kindergarten defined as now? I remember taking it. I remember I was there once. It was in Saskatchewan. Yeah. Um, what is it like up here?
2: Um, kindergarten is, is also uh, where our children are learning through play. Um, the young learners establish a love for school while developing early literacy skills, early numeracy skills, environment and community awareness, citizenship and identity, personal and social responsibility, and creative expression through meaningful experiences
1: and then if ecdp was three to four is this four and five yeah so
2: for the coming year um children born in 2019 uh will be in ecdp and children born in 2018 will be in kindergarten
1: oh that's Wild to think about, who's going into school exactly. when you say those years out loud.
2: <laughs> exactly.
1: And then the difference between the two of ECDP and kindergarten, uh, is there a major difference, would you say, or?
2: In our ECDP classes, children are singing, dancing, moving, working on their balance and coordination and building their core strength, so they're big muscles. They also work on developing the little muscles, which, in their hands, which eventually help them to print their name, color in a picture, and use scissors appropriately. So, it's a safe and caring learning environment and they grow and develop the skills they need to move into kindergarten. In kindergarten, they're going to then develop those skills further. So we're trying to build a good foundation in ECDP and then just layer additional skills on top of that in kindergarten so that we're ready when we hit grade one and up.
1: Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you would know the answer to this, but is it is it is it common for a lot of kids to enroll in these programs um, and then move on to grade one? Or do you just see, um, is it is it building? Is it declining? Is it staying steady? I don't know if you know any of that.
2: Yeah, you know what, um, with what we've gone through with the last couple of years that's changed uh, the approach to school for some families, we're seeing opportunities for families to come back to school um, and embrace that. So typically in Fort McMurray uh, we have many children that attend ECDP uh, and almost all children attend kindergarten before coming into grade one. Um, and and we are seeing those numbers increasing again.
1: And I think we were we were just kind of just roughly chatting that kindergarten is a little different up here compared to say where I'm from, Saskatchewan, and like Fort McMurray. So many people are from so many different places. So what I might know as kindergarten, what someone from uh, the East Coast might know as kindergarten, how is it here?
2: Um, well, one of the differences that we have uh, in Fort McMurray, we have. Uh, a pre-K program, or ECDP, that is universal for everybody. Parents can just go to their neighborhood school and register their child, so they get that pre-K experience, then they get into K. So it it changes a little bit in what we're able to do in kindergarten, um, where other places in the province, or uh, I can't speak to other parts of the country mm-hmm. but for sure in other places in the province that universal access to a pre-k program is not available
1: mm, okay okay and, and then so these open houses are coming up this week uh, what's the lowdown for them what will be all discuss if if someone were to show up are they getting presentations PowerPoints what's it look like
2: um, well we operate them as a true open house so parents do not need to register to go they, it's just a drop-in Uh, And while they're there, they have the chance to uh, see the classroom, meet the teacher, and learn a little bit about what their child will be doing. Most of our teachers have um, perhaps a PowerPoint running that's just looping through so that will give opportunity to see pictures of, of what the classroom looks like in action. Um, and the opportunity to ask lots of questions uh, whatever they're wondering. Um, We'll have centers set up so that when they're taking their child there they have the chance to try the different types of activities Hmm. that will be possible while they're in school and and just giving them uh, a chance to have a good first experience Hmm. when they go into that classroom.
1: Rhonda with the public school division in studio with me here just gonna hop into a break and we'll be right back.
2: We're back to Fort McMurray Matters,
0: brought to you by Cooper and Company Law Firm and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7.
1: And we're back. I'm Sean Kreitz. I'm joined in studio here with Rhonda and she's with the public school division. You kind of touched on it a little bit. How are how are the kids going to be benefiting from attending these early learning programs, whether it's either or of them? I think you mentioned like socializing, using like their hands a a little bit. Uh, What are the benefits?
2: Um, children in early learning programs are actively supported, and they're encouraged every step of the way. So the teachers, the support staff, and the consultants strive to meet cognitive, language, social, emotional, and physical needs. Um, they're provided uh, opportunities with carefully planned and developmentally appropriate programs in a safe, respectful, and caring school environment.
1: Okay. And and then what kind of supports are the, are the kids going to have once they are in uh, the... The programs I guess
2: so um, to begin with they have they have a certified teacher um, and most of our classrooms have um, educational assistant support within there there's also early intervention supports f- um, f- for children in developing their fine motor skills gross motor skills speech and language skills. So our multidisciplinary team includes speech-language pathologists, occupational therapists, and physical therapists as well.
1: Oh, cool. So wide variety yes. uh, to help them get going. And then so we kind of covered uh, three to four for ECDP and kind of four or five-ish yeah. for, for kindergarten. Is that who's all eligible? Is there any other criteria for who's eligible to, to kind of apply or?
2: No, the main thing is, is knowing the years of birth. So children born in 2018 begin kindergarten in the coming year. 2019 uh, date of birth begin uh, eCDP in the coming year and there are a few children born in 2020 that are actually eligible to <laughs> um, come early to eCDP and have two years of eCDP so yeah. um, if children have developmental delays then that is a possibility
1: hmm uh, and and when are the open houses uh, going down what ones are all happening coming soon
2: Well, our um, ECDP open houses happened last week in our schools, and this week on Thursday, March 30th, from 5 to 7, we have the first part of the kindergarten open house, and then Friday, March 31st, from 9 to twelve. So that's happening in all 12 of our elementary schools. And uh, it's the same thing happening Thursday night and Friday morning. It just works for parents' schedules. So they have a choice of when they would like to go. Mm -hmm. They can visit as many of our schools as they would like and get a feel and and make decisions on where they'd like their children to attend.
1: All right. And let's say my kid's now in the program. I'm busy, forgot to figure out the transportation thing. I'm working at site, whatever it may be. Bus transportation, any other alternative transportations available for these uh, students?
2: Well, um, at this point, there is no transportation available for children in ECDP. Um, and as far as bus transportation for children in kindergarten, it's best for parents to reach out to the school uh, because it does vary uh, by school.
1: Okay, I forgot to ask. Uh, Cost anything for either of these programs?
2: Yeah, there are no fees for kindergarten, uh, but at this point, ECDP is not funded by Alberta Education, so there are some fees involved. Uh, for the current year, the fee for ECDP was eight hundred dollars for the year, so uh, the equivalent of eighty dollars a month. And if children uh, register for Reggio inspired programs, then there's an additional three hundred dollars. Now, um, I just have to let people know that at this point our fees have not been set for the coming year, (laughs) so that could that could change, but Mm -hmm. that's what it is currently.
1: Mm -hmm. And let's say I'm liking what I'm hearing about any of these programs, Uh, What are the next steps? Just show up to the open house? Do I have to show up if I already know what I want to do? What's the next step here?
2: No, open house is an opportunity to um, see more, introduce the child to the classroom and so on, but if you um, know what you want to do then you can go right to the next step of registering your child for the, the coming school year. We recommend parents register as soon as possible because even though we still have a few months left of this year <laughs> we are just starting to plan for next year and we need to um, determine our classes and our staffing so the sooner that we know how many children we're going to have at each school the, the better it is for our planning process. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: and then anything else we, uh, we haven't covered here that uh, in between all the programs that we have uh, that you would like to add?
2: Um, I just would like to add that uh, we do have different programs within the division. Uh, Parents can choose which school they would like to send their child to. If they do send uh, their child in kindergarten to uh, school outside of uh, the area they live in, they are responsible for transportation. Mm. Um, Aside from that, parents can choose uh, traditional programming. Uh, We have Christian school, we have the Islamic school, we have French immersion, and we also have Regio inspired programming.
1: All right. Oh, I I know a question I forgot to ask you. Uh, So the ECDP open houses have already happened. I'm like, darn it, forgot to go. Can I still reach out for information and stuff and figure out? uh, stuff. How do I do that?
2: Absolutely. I think um, if you've missed that and you have questions about a particular school, the first step would be to check the school's website and see if, if there's information there, um, as well as our Fort McMurray Public website. Uh, there is information about early learning. And then the next step would be to reach out to the school office in particular uh, and ask those questions that you may have yet.
1: Mm-hmm. And someone listening and they just want to go over all the information we just talked about, is the website the easiest place to find out about everything here?
2: It, it probably is the best place to go. So the website is uh, fmpsdschools.ca, and then you're going to search under early learning mm-hmm. to to find all things ECDP and kindergarten.
1: Lovely. I appreciate it. Do you remember your kindergarten teacher's name, Rhonda? <laughs> I do. putting you on the spot
2: I do yeah I think that's kind of common sometimes with people who become teachers you have those people that have impacted you along your way and my kindergarten teacher was Miss Graff
1: yeah mine was Miss Brown
2: yeah don't <laughs> remember
1: to this day absolutely <laughs> kind
2: of how that works
1: hey <laughs> I love it Rhonda thank you so much for taking the time today uh, spreading a little knowledge here about the early learning uh, kind of programs we have here within the, the public school division I appreciate it and thanks again
2: Well, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to come and speak to you today. That's the
0: end of another edition of Fort McMurray Matters. Want a copy of this episode or any past episode? Download the podcast at Mix1037FM.com. Brought to you by Cooper & Company Law Firm and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7.